Hey, are you looking to upgrade your key life areas and evolve to a higher level of existence? To practically harness personal growth and spirituality in a crazy, busy, imperfect world? Then you've come to the right place. My name is Prash and this is Urban Spirituality, the show which uniquely fuses ancient wisdom with contemporary self-growth and spiritual disciplines to deliver value-added tools, traits, and insights to help you unleash your fullest potential. We always keep it real, featuring authentic, unfiltered dialogue with guests from diverse backgrounds to inspire, entertain, and enlighten all who listen. So get ready for your dose of urban spirituality. Be present and let's dive in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Urban Spirituality Walk on the Wide Side show. I am super excited to be here as always, and it's great to be with all of you once again, bringing new guests, new wisdom, and new insights. And on today's show, I want to touch on a subject and a word that we're all very familiar with because we hear it in pop culture. The word karma and karmic reaction. But I want to delve into an aspect of karma and really start getting underneath the superficial understanding of karma to a level where we can actually start to deconstruct what it is. What is karma? Why should we care about karma in our lives? What it means for us and what we can do about it. Let me, let me put this to you folks, as you're tuning in, as you're settling in, let me ask you a question. Why is it that a child in one country is born with a silver spoon in his mouth, with all the facilities that his parents have given? He's born in a wealthy family, in a comfortable surrounding, in a peaceful city, while another child is born halfway around the world in poverty, in the ditches, in the slums of Mumbai. What force or what higher power or what mechanism is at work that causes one child to be born in poverty and yet another child to be born in a privileged situation? What is it? And I would put to you, my friends, if you are at all open to higher powers, that according to Eastern tradition, that is karma. The law of karma dictates and answers that question so much more wholesomely than conventional religions would have us believe. That's my belief. That might be controversial, but the law of karma holds powerful keys to why we are where we are today and what we can do to better our lives going forward. And that's why I'm particularly excited to have our special guest here with us on the show today. I want to introduce you to Andrea Carani. Andrea hails from the beautiful country of Italy, from the town of Varese in the north Italy. Andrea has crazily decided to leave his beautiful home country and move to the UK for some reason, which we'll discover. But Andrea is a resident of the UK. He and his family, his loving family, are based in the UK. Andrea is a teacher with many decades of experience in the teaching profession, but he is recognized as an interfaith expert who is a trustee of the Big Ben Silent Minute Prayer Foundation, through which Andrea has actually met with religious and spiritual leaders, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, pretty much throughout the world to help unite them 
in this silent minute prayer. Andrea has had the privilege of sitting at the feet of masters from different traditions. And you have, if I'm not mistaken, had the privilege of praying and meditating in all places of worships around the world. You are a spiritual coach. You're a teacher and you continue to use your power and your skill to help people understand the spiritual journey and empower their lives. Folks, please put your hands together for Andrea Carani. Hello, very nice uh, speaking with you, Prashant. As always, uh, you know, you, you always bring a lovely smile and uh, this is very uplifting uh, to the spirit of all the viewers. Uh, and uh, so it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here on uh, your uh, interview, on your show. And uh, it's, I'm here to ready and willing to answer all kinds of questions you got for me. And I'm sure you've got many questions. <laughs> we have. <laughs> so so yes, time is do. short. So oh, our first, first thing I got to ask is, um, and for those of you who are watching or listening to this, and if you've spent time in England, you'll know that it is synonymous with gray clouds and oftentimes a lot of rain. Not always, <laughs> but a lot. So I got to ask you, why would you leave this beautiful region of Northern Italy to come and live in London? What brought you here, my friend? Well, actually, to be very honest, I am so happy that I live in London. I absolutely love this city. It's incredible, especially for a spirituality. Uh, there's nothing missing here in London, and uh, this is the place that he gave the opportunity to meet and right. sit with so many leaders, uh, spiritual masters from all around the world, and it wouldn't have been possible where uh, you know where I came from. Of course, when I arrived, it was a little bit of a shock. Uh, you know, coming from Italy, we get a lot of sunshine. But like I always say now to family and friends, when you find the sunshine inside yourself, uh, then it doesn't matter it. where you are, you're always happy. So that's the idea, isn't it? And so we're all seeking to achieve. I could agree more. Yes. So, t Andrea, tell us a little bit about your journey, because I'm curious, were you always on a spiritual path or did something happen along your life's journey that sent you in this direction? Yes, for me, it started very early. I remember my mom, uh, my mother, she gave me six years of age and she put it on the wall next to my bed. And every night I used to uh, kneel down and say my prayers to the angel to help me and protect me. Every night when I was praying, I was uh, the more I was doing it consecutively, I was starting to experience uh, a lot of peace in my mind. And I had no idea whatsoever what was happening to me, but it was really, really an exciting feeling. And then, as you know, you're sort of, you know, uh, growing up into the teenagers years and uh, then it's sort of uh, this kind of um, feeling. I was uh, looking for it. I was not looking for it. But, you know, let's put it this way. Prayer always played a big part in, in my life. And uh, when I was uh, about 15, my uh, dad uh, fell ill with uh, cancer. And uh, it was a very uh, big challenge in my life, in my life and uh, all my family members' lives as well. And uh, he's uh, lasted for about two years, and it was very aggressive type of cancer, so he spread all around his body. Mm -hmm. And I remember that uh, at that time I used to pray a lot 
uh, for uh, to you know to ask the, the yeah. higher force to to help, and that sort of uh, uh, sort of uh, awakened something within me which was really really powerful. And I remember only a, about a, a couple of years earlier that my father fell ill. I met this other chap who is a lovely guy, but he was always very angry with God. And uh, I said to him, what's, what's your problem? I said, what's, what's happening? And he said to me, my, my dad was very ill. I prayed to God all the time and he still died. Still and I remember me saying, oh, you shouldn't feel like that. And then the same happened to me. So, you know, he said, don't test God. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, uh, when it happened to me, I have to say that for me, it was uh, an incredible spiritual awakening. And uh, when he left his body, I was asking myself a lot of questions. And then this book came in my hands and it was about reincarnation. So from where I come from, reincarnation is not something you talk about. It's not something you are taught. And when I read this book, which actually was from uh, uh, Shirley MacLaine, the actress, the American actress. Mm-hmm. And when I read this book, it was uh, the beginning of my journey. It just felt so right. And from that day, I, seeked, I, I searched everywhere for more information especially from the philosophy from the East as well, which is open about these topics, and it just felt so right. And I, then I started not just uh, praying, but I started my meditation mm-hmm. experiences, and I got so much pleasure out of it that I, I never stopped ever since. And I remember that at the age of uh, 21, I was mm-hmm. meeting with a friend of mine every week, and we used to do a very uh, long meditation together. And uh, I remember that when I came out of his house, I was just sitting uh, on, on the street just next to a tree. And I experienced so much uh, light and so much peace in my mind again. And it was a very overwhelming experience. And that was the beginning of uh, a very intense uh, journey of uh, a lot of searching and deepening to find out what this experience was. And I'm very grateful to a higher light for this wonderful experience that I had. And then I needed to find out how I could uh, look for that space within myself and lock it inside my own consciousness and make it part of my life. It's like when you get a little taste of uh, that cherry on the cake, then it doesn't matter what food is uh, placed in front of you. You can't stop thinking of what you were able to taste and you keep searching for it right, until you, you make sure that. that you have it every day of your life. <laughs> so you had a taste of that nectar. They often say that on the spiritual path, right? I mean, I had that first experience when I was... I think about 17, when I was first introduced to chanting, meditating, meditation through chanting, chanting, chanting a mantra. And I remember chanting a mantra, um, it was the Hare Krishna mantra, actually. When I started chanting the mantra, I felt profound peace. I felt a sensation. It It was like eating some kind of forbidden fruit, some sort of incredible tasting cherry that you just wanted more and more and more of. And that high, it was like a spiritual high. And they say in spiritual practice, right? I mean, and we know this now as people on this path, that initially, you know, God gives you that initial taste. The universe sends you that nourishment, that spiritual high, just to give you a taste, a glimpse of what lies ahead. But then you got to work for it after that. You can't just 
automatically get it, right? You've got to really work harder. You get a glimpse just so you know that this is real, this is true, and there is something out there. But you've got to then work on that journey. You've got to, you've got to raise on that journey. And so let me ask you, you've obviously been on this journey for some time now. I mean, you've, you know, we both lost our fathers. Obviously, I've been on a journey where I lost my father and I think you lost your father younger. Now, that journey began as curiosity. Then curiosity turned to a taste and you got a higher taste through your meditation. What was the transition that took you from that, that to wanting to start to teach, wanting to start to explore deeper and start to share this with others? Well, when, when I came to this country, uh, I came to go to university and graduate in uh, economics. When I came, I didn't speak any English. With my, I only knew a few words. So it was really, really challenging. Because when I used to go to my uh, lessons, I couldn't understand anything the, mm. the teachers were saying. So uh, it went me meant when I was at home, I had to, you know, had to really learn. work hard. And I was introduced to meditation class here in the UK. And how much it helped me is no one would ever believe it. And even when I eventually got my degree, uh, afterwards, you know, meditation learning was so much part of my life. It was just like my breakfast, my lunch, my dinner. Right. So uh, I, now my, my work is just to introduce meditation to people and to understand how powerful meditation is. And it's not something which is just for, you know, a peace of mind for five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes in your day. But it's something that you do and changes your whole life completely and the way you look at life, the way you live your life. And so that piece is not just about for the time when you sit in your meditation, but that piece becomes part of your daily living. And what is more powerful and beautiful than that? Thank you, Andrea. Let me ask, let me ask you, since you've had that experience, can you recall a time in your life where this power of meditation, the power of prayer has come to your rescue in your most difficult time? Has there been such a situation since your father's lost as you, as you advanced in age yourself, where the power of meditation and prayer really helped you out? Yeah. Yes, because uh, I, you know, I relate to you very much, Prashant, because uh, you are a very uh, real person, uh, very grounded, and I like to be exactly the same. So we all know that uh, challenges are part of everybody's life, and there is no one who lives a life without going through a, a great sometimes and it is exactly in those periods that prayer is like your uh, it's like your empowerment and if you use prayer and you face this kind of challenges uh, uh, then helps always come from where maybe you least expected but helps always come it's just like a, it just works it really works a hundred percent so let me ask you this I'm some of our viewers some of our listeners may not believe in a higher power, may not believe in God. What would you say to them about prayer and the power yeah. of prayer? I, I, I think it's uh, what you just said is so beautiful because uh, I, when you meditate, <clears throat> it's not just about uh, uh, believing in something, 
But when you actually deepen your meditation experiences, uh, you're starting to experience what is, what is uh, within ourselves, deep in the heart, beyond that chakra mind. So when you start to get that experience, you start to realize that it's not about believing in something outside of you, but you just have to believe in something where you're starting to get a real first-hand experience of that power, which is within all of us inside. And if we know how to touch upon that beautiful light, which is right here in our hearts, uh, then that experience is open to everybody. So if people believe or people don't believe, it doesn't matter. When you get a, an experience, then your belief will come from a direct uh, a feeling of uh, that powerful uh, light, powerful energy, which is accessible and available to all people who are open to it and have got an open mindset and heart. I love the answer. It is really accessible. It truly is accessible to all. And I think, and I often get this with, you know, people I've had, work colleagues, people who don't believe in God or are atheists. I actually say, you know what? It don't matter. Even if you don't, even if you don't believe in God, whether you do or you don't, actually what you do, what, what you can and should be believing is in yourself. Do you, even if you don't believe in God, do you believe you? Do you believe that you exist? Most people will say yes. And I would say to them, do you believe in you? Well, sometimes it's a hard question. Sometimes you catch people. Do you believe in yourself? And people are like, I think so. So I say, even if you don't believe in God, if you don't care about religion, doesn't matter. Look at meditation as a tool to deepen your belief in yourself and deepen your belief in your true nature and your existence. And exactly as you say, Andrea, it is a process of decluttering the mind and peeling off the layers of your external persona so you get down to your true self, your true concept, which exists. It's a pure existence, right? And in Sanskrit, we call it Satchidananda, pure existence, pure Brahman. I think you don't need to believe in anything because you are becoming it. <laughs> yeah, you're becoming it. I know it, it sounds right. like big words, but uh, it, 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 it is truth. This is what truth is. This is what we all are. You know, all of us who are listening, this is what we all are. 100%. So, we are just peace. So, and if we are opening our heart to this capacity, it's, uh, the world is uh, your oyster. It's incredible, incredible. So we are peace, and yet we get punished a lot in our life. We suffer a lot. So let's talk about karma. Let's touch on this subject. Karma is a huge subject. We can't go into it all, but let's touch on this subject of karma and karmic patterns. Mm-hmm. So firstly, mm-hmm. for the benefit of our audience, what is your definition of karma? And then secondly, please describe what karmic patterns are. Yes, I mean, karma is uh, all uh, the accumulated, you know, deeds that we have uh, performed in uh, previous lives or in this life. And of course, we got uh, good things that we are carrying with us. 
and things that lessons that we have to learn and uh, I always uh, believe that uh, when uh, you know in my own understanding when I started meditation that uh, you know you, everyone had their own karma and you had to live through your karma and yes absolutely it is that but it's actually even deeper the understanding of karma because what karma does it gives you like a karmic pattern so a behavioral pattern which means that every person every individual has got a different karmic pattern so everyone will respond to situation will behave in particular situation in a set way and it doesn't matter who is presenting the situation to you you will carry on responding to that situation in that automatic gear because that is your karmic pattern and i believe that that was like karma and you had to live it through until one day you just uh, you know end but then through meditation and through the right um, understanding i then came to to know with the help of some wonderful teachers i had that if you are able to release the karmic pattern because you're becoming aware of what your pattern is and where what is the trigger the trigger point which is always great in the same situation in your life that's all that is needed and once you are able to acknowledge what your pattern is with the help of somebody who has got that understanding take you deeper into that space within yourself into your soul that starts to create a distance between yourself and that automatic reaction so you're not falling for the same trap every single time that this particular situation presents itself to you. And that awareness, that spaciousness between you and the way you react to that situation is really creating a, a detachment from you and your karmic pattern. And it allows a space, which you can call it peace, you can call it right. um, awareness, to step in and to create a distance from your own personal karma. Right. And once you start to change this mindset, then your life can change completely right. just by going very deep within yourself. You want to change your outside world, you have to inside. Change. If you change your inside world, the outside will have to change automatically because it's the law of the universe. It's below spirituality. There so, is no bend. There is no, you know, this is a very straightforward path with the right understanding. So the, thank you. Can I ask you for an example of somebody's karmic pattern? Can you give an example just, just to bring the point home? So absolutely. person X, Say right? That. So person X, um, he's yeah. a... A very good example, which I've seen many times, you know, I like to observe people, to look at people very deep, and everyone can do that. It's a very beautiful exercise. Take the person, uh, somebody's life, uh, who was brought up in a family where there were very many people within the family. So this particular person uh, used to be surrounded by very powerful people they have not find their own voice and they're not quite able to express themselves freely. When they leave family unit, you will
And again, you might find it very difficult to express yourself. And when I've seen people, which is great for leaving a job, I'm going to another job, and in the same situation. Andrea, sorry, I have to interrupt you here. Your bandwidth is showing up as very low. So I'm not, the, the audience aren't getting much of what you're saying. I've had to pause the recording. You may be able to see me clearly, but my signal is saying that your signal is weak. It says your Andrea's bandwidth is low. So I'm going to get you to repeat that. Um, ah, you've frozen again. You keep freezing a little bit. Um, oh, God. I don't know why your signal is not so good, but it's freezing. Um, hey, folks, apologies. The recording had some bandwidth issues, so my apologies. Andrea, you're about to describe an example of a karmic pattern. So we can learn from what a karmic pattern is and then see how it relates in our own life. Could you run that by us again, please? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, take the, the life of somebody who grew up in a family surrounded by very domineering people, uh, quite overpowering. And then uh, this particular person is growing up without uh, being able to express themselves freely because they're surrounded by this strong personality. And they're not guided way where they actually understand how to voice uh, uh, feelings. Then uh, as soon as we leave this family, this common pattern, which could come from other lives, can come from just the childhood in this life. But normally I've seen many times that what comes in this life is only a continuation of where we left it at the, the previous, uh, in previous uh, lives. And then when you move out of a family, you go into a job or you start a new family or you go into a particular environment. And again, you will draw the same type of people who are quite strong personality, quite overpowering, and you will still find it very difficult to express yourself. And then I've seen people like that, a job to, to seek for a different job, and again, drawing the same situation to themselves. So there was no way out, no escape. But if you actually understand that the key, the solution to your problem is within yourself, when you can actually release that block within yourself with the right understanding, then all your outside situation will change and you won't need to draw this kind of over-domineering people in your life because you know how to express yourself and the universe will not challenge you in that way anymore. So you're saying that you've then disrupted that karmic pattern. That is to say, it sounds like first we need to understand the existence of karmic patterns in our life, how they show up, yes, why they show up. Absolutely. Right? absolutely. And if we understand how they show up and why they show up, then we can start to work on how to disrupt that karmic pattern and how to dissolve that karmic um, Footprint, that karmic load. Is that, is that fair? Is that a reasonable understanding? Absolutely. That's, that's perfect. Absolutely perfect. And that's you need to become aware with the help of somebody else who has got that ability to point you towards that direction, to, towards that understanding. So you start to become aware of what your patterns are and where do they come from. What happened to you that brought those patterns up in you?
Would you and say then once your awareness comes forward, you start to create a space between your automatic reaction and, and uh, your uh, true uh, self, your awareness. And that space that is your way to freedom to break right. through these karmic patterns. So, so, so would you say, and, and this could get a little controversial, um, and I'm mindful of time, but would you say that it is karmic, it are, it, it's karmic patterns and understanding karmic patterns that would explain why, for example, some people are drawn to violence, both committing violence and experiencing violence in their lives, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's violence in the community or society. Some people are drawn to that. Some people are drawn to a life of crime. And for no strength, you know, no apparent reason, they're drawn to a life of crime. Some people uh, look at some of these serial, serial murderers. They're drawn to a life of committing horrible things. And then you've got other people who are actually trying to live a very peaceful life. They're good people. They're good, well-adjusted members of society, but they keep having relationship issues, for example. They attract the wrong kind of partner and they suffer. Are all of these examples of people living out their karmic patterns or being trapped inside their karmic patterns? Our upbringing and the family we come from is a decisive factor. If you conditional love and a lot of understanding, you are going to be a very beautiful being. But if you are in, a, in our society, in our culture, we're all brought up with uh, a lot of uh, conditions. You have to be like this, then you have to behave in a particular way, then you're okay. Okay. That is sort of uh, taking away the true expression of who you are, of your own soul. And I've met people who maybe have lost their weight. And sometimes when we're able to go back to what happened to them when they were much younger in their age and go through the trauma and release that trauma within themselves, uh, then you can see a real transformation. There's a beautiful expression from uh, one of the Babaji's once I read on uh, Things with a minute. He said, uh, There is no saint without a past. There is no criminal without a future. And it's so true. We all uh, have got an opportunity to better ourselves. You know, I had to come through a lot of levels within myself. I had to let go of a lot of things within myself. We all have a lot of, um, you know, fears, doubts to release right. and to come to a greater acceptance of ourselves. I and uh, I always say, which is my favorite example, if you can go and uh, walk in a park and sit on a bench and you close your eye and you feel so much peace in your heart that uh, you don't have uh, any kind of uh, thoughts coming into your mind because you feel so much content within your heart, then you are the wealthiest person on this planet because there is nothing that you need. And everything extra is an added bonus. Sometimes people look for a relationship where they're looking for somebody else who is going to fill in that missing gap, missing mm -hmm. home in themselves. 
it's a, a recipe for disaster because you have to fill up the gap yourself with a lot of self-love and self-acceptance. And when people yeah. come into your life, partners or friends, or spouses, and it's all added to your beautiful experience, yeah, uh, means, of course, more nourishment and love. Adding, but self-love, self-acceptance is number one. Because how can you love other people if you don't love yourself? You have to be able to love yourself completely and unconditionally. And then you can even imagine or think about loving other people unconditionally. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's something you cannot do unless you've got that missing step. So I say to the viewers, you have to learn to be really kind to yourself every day. Okay. You know, it's like easy words, but I meet a lot of people and a lot of people tell me that it's very difficult to be kind to themselves because they're not being put up in this way. And it wasn't easy for me either at the very beginning. But now, you know, I've learned, I learned, everyone can learn. And it's a very beautiful way of being. <laughs> and we all deserve it. We all deserve to be kind to ourselves. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I think it is an art to learn to be kind to ourselves. A lot of us are too much in the giving mode and not enough self-love. And others are in the, in, in the habit of taking a lot, but not giving back to oneself, right? You, there's an imbalance a lot in our lives. We don't recognize. You, you, the more you give, the more you receive. You have just to give everything you can in kindness because we can all be kinder and then you become a living prayer because you're just giving kindness to all giving people is, you meet. Absolutely. And giving is gaining as they say. So. Everyone everyone could live by this principle. Just imagine what it would be like. It can be done. You can do it. You know, I'm talking to reviewers. Are there everyone any? has got their free to do it. And it's beautiful, beautiful way of being. Are there any further tips then to help us to get on that path of recognizing our karmic patterns and starting to redress that balance? Well, I think, uh, first of all, it's very good to find somebody who can help you with that. There is a, a lot of awakening going on around the world. So there are a lot of people who can actually help find somebody who can uh, point you towards the right direction. And uh, when you come to better sense within yourself, your heart becomes so peaceful because you can really accept more. You can accept more, your heart will fill with a lot of uh, compassion. And compassion means you can actually start to forgive. And when you forgive, you are the one who gains the most. Because uh, you are, uh, you know, you are healing yourself over time. And I remember, you know, years ago, something is something wrong. My gosh, all the emotions sort of coming up. You had to deal with so many emotions. But when you're working on the inner peace, somebody does something wrong. You close your eyes and your heart is still filled with gratitude because you always look at the half full glass instead of a half empty glass. And that is a beautiful way of living life. I was reading uh, just yesterday, we say, somebody was saying, uh, he was upset because uh, he didn't like his shoes and he wanted to buy a new pair of shoes. And then he, this guy was walking in the street and he saw a soldier who came back from war and he lost both his legs. And then this person who was complaining about his shoes realized, I must be mad. I already have so much. And if we can realize how much we already have in our lives, 
and concentrate on that gratitude because we all have so much. And this gratitude is going to only attract more abundance in our lives. That's so powerful. I think that wisdom is great. And I guess to finish that story off, the more abundance that we're attracting by raising our vibration through gratitude and regular practice of gratitude and injecting meditation into and prayer, then the more we're going to be able to start to detach ourselves from our karmic patterns. We're going to be able to start to disconnect from that old shadow that's been controlling our lives. We're going to be able to start to perceive things that we normally can't because of the level of our vibration and our perception has evolved. And then we stand the chance of breaking those karmic patterns once and for all. Beautiful spoken, beautiful, beautifully spoken. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, uh, everyone, everyone, everyone can do it. Everyone can do it. It's, I think that's uh, the power of it. It's accessible. So, and, and, you know, we work with this, obviously, you and I, both in this kind of coaching and mentoring space in life, working with people. And I know you do this as well. So please tell us where, um, lastly, where can we find out more about you? Where can we learn more about you and work with you? Yes, uh, I, I'm just developing my own uh, Facebook account. I've never been into uh, social media as much, but uh, <laughs> people uh, some of the people who've been coming to my satsang meditation programs and workshop have been saying to me, you know, there is a great way to expand the world to, to reach more people. And my idea is to reach as many people as possible and to make people realize that uh, uh, you can live uh, your life uh, with a lot of freedom inside your heart. Mm. And uh, when you live life like that, you know, every day is just an experience because you are so present in everything you do it's so amazing and it's very beautiful and it's like uh, i remember some beautiful masters from the east they used to say you know when you are awakening you know everything becomes more colorful uh, more, more 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 beautiful uh, richer and uh, it, it becomes such an intense experience which is so nourishing uh, to, to your own your own soul and then you realize that there is so much you can achieve with your own life. And when you used to think before that your world was very small, you start to realize that when you work with your soul power, uh, you can do anything. There is nothing you cannot achieve. There is so much power inside you. And it's not just words. It's for you to experience the power of meditation. And if you do that, you will have a first-hand experience of who you truly For are, sure. which is uh, very, very, very powerful. Just, so you know, there is no said. limit to that power. Yes, no. Beautifully I could go on, uh, you know, uh, for, uh, for a very long time, but, but no, I'm trying to keep it short because I think less, less is more, less is more. Yeah, know, and, and, and we can inject but that into our lives. A lot of, a lot of, uh, yeah. A lot of excitement because uh, I've seen what meditation can do to you and the power of prayer. And I, I go around and meet a lot of people and I see people's lives being completely transformed. transformed. And then I tell them, when they're so grateful and they say, oh, I'm so grateful. And I say, I tell you what, if you're really grateful, go and touch somebody else's life. And then Amazing. it becomes uh, a really powerful uh, chain reaction. And we, all, and we can all do good and we can all try to make a difference. And don't forget, 
the world is made of us, the individual. People always say, oh, how can we change the world? We make world. So you change yourself, you already change the world so much for the better. Yeah, you know, people sure. talk about the golden age, you know, the change of consciousness. But the golden age is not going to come down from the sky. We have to make we it happen. We have to create that. Yeah, we have to do it. We have to be the catalyst for change. By our effort. And we can do it again because uh, so many people have been drawn towards this uh, path this path of awakening and true power andrea it's been a pleasure thank you for being with us we'll leave the show notes behind folks you can find out more about andrea at andreacarani.com andrea please continue this great work being a fellow light worker somebody who's bringing wisdom and peace to the world and sharing your message and being an ambassador for peace karma and wisdom all the best andrea folks thanks for tuning in keep spreading your love too thank you very much it's a pleasure it's been a pleasure folks thanks for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode very soon hey folks thanks so much for listening i really hope you enjoyed this episode and as with all our episodes found something to inform inspire and empower you in your personal and spiritual journeys in life as always feel free to leave a little love through your ratings and comments subscribe and share it with those you care about and take your personal and spiritual evolution to the next level by joining us on one of our unique events workshops or retreats or taking advantage of our personal and professional coaching packages find out more about us at mantratherapy.co.uk i'm your host prash k this is urban spirituality and we will catch you on the next episode